Greetings, constant listeners. It's Michael Monroeville, Mal Rothman. What you're about to hear is a clip from our latest episode, which sees your trusty losers talking about some old trusty tales, specifically Tales from the Dark Side, George A. Romero's American anthology horror TV series that premiered in 1983, a year after Creepshow, keep that in mind, and ran for a total of four seasons. Needless to say, Stephen King was a part of that dark underbelly, and the losers finally discuss his chapters cat from hell and word processor of the gods so how do you hear the full thing well you can become a member of the barons our patreon account where you can unlock hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of exclusive content from our stephen king archival series to our spooky souls midnights to over a dozen commentaries on all your favorite stephen king movies to spin-off series like talking hawkins and the Crichton cast Uh, We've got a ton of stuff in there, including our Dark Tower Detour series, which just returned this year. We've also got book episodes for Holly, Fairy Tale, Billy Summers, Gwendy's Final Task. You Like It Dark is going to be there later this year, so you might want to get into it. Uh, And you could do that by becoming a member over at www.patreon.com slash thebarons. You can find a link in the description of this episode, or you can just remember it from when I said it. It's your choice. Choose wisely and uh, enjoy this clip. And we, of course, are here to talk about not one, but two installments of Tales from the Dark Side, uh, both adaptations of Stephen King's short stories. What are those installments? We will get into it. But first, I want to go around my esteemed panel here of Dark Sidians. I don't know. I, I, I actually didn't watch the show a ton, so I'm not as familiar with the terminology except for that intro. Let's start with a man who's in the Midwest, who I know loves this show. I think he's seen it in its entirety, but we shall see. Um, Justin, say hello and give me your experience with Tales from the Dark Side up until this point. Hey, this is uh, Cuddy Black, Justin Gerber. And no, yeah, this was a show that was, as I'm sure you'll discuss, was in syndication. And I remember being six, seven years old and watching it was my first Dark Side episode. It's called uh, The Cuddy Black Sow. And it absolutely scared the hell out of me. It's very grim. It's a very dark ending. There's no softballs in this episode. And there's children involved. So you can imagine what I'm referring to. And it really disturbed the hell out of me. And, and the little kid in that was in the old Crunch and Munch commercials from the 80s. So my parents were trying to calm me down and say, it's okay. It's make-believe. It's the kid from the Crunchy Munch commercials. But my mind, yeah, sure, he was in those commercials, but then the Cuddy Black Sow ate him. So <laughs> I, and so for years and years, you know, you couldn't find it. It was never really available to rent or buy or anything like that. And then years and years later, it was, I think, Sci Fi Channel or something finally started to re air those. And I watched it again. And I was, it was, I was amazed that none of what I remembered was wrong. It was all exactly how I remembered it. Nothing was hyperbolic. It was it was the exact same. And when I found out we were doing this episode, I found it on good old Daily Motion. Don't worry, it was properly labeled, unlike a certain episode <laughs> we're going to talk about today. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I watched it with somebody else, and man, I don't know that the Cuddy Black Sow. It's sitting there on Daily Motion, folks. If you want to watch a good example of this show, I would uh, advise you watch that episode. Yeah, I remember I did not watch Tales from the Dark Side growing up. And just so you, I, you listeners probably all know this, it's essentially a horror anthology show 
created by George Romero. We'll get into the history in just a bit, but I didn't watch it growing up. I knew what it was because I remember the ad for the movie was in the back of Starlog magazine. And mm-hmm. I thought the poster was terrifying for the movie and in a way more terrifying than the movie is. I don't dislike the movie, but tonally the show and the movie are a little bit up and down, much like the EC comics that inspire them. There's a lot of mixing uh, really sinister horror with a bit of campy comedy. But I do remember your brother told me about the Cuddy Black Sal um, probably over a decade ago. And he was like, you never watched Tales from the Dark Side? I said, no, I knew what it was, but I never saw it. And he showed it to We had to really search for it back then, though. It was really oh, yeah. pre- Probably Mega not. upload or something like that. LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. LimeWire. TV Duck. Uh, yeah, but um, now it is on Daily Motion. But yeah, um, as we discovered, um, because you can't stream these episodes anywhere, uh, we had to turn to Daily Motion to watch the TV episode we're going to discuss. Uh, they are mislabeled. They're like all off by one. It's on there, but um, I don't know. DM us. We can send you the link. <laughs> uh, okay, we have someone else who's a little bit further in the state, maybe across that covered bridge you see in the opening through the farmlands. Uh, Ashley, say hello and give us your experience with Tales from the Dark Side. Hello, this is Ashley. Too young to figure out how to use a word processor, Cassidy, and... <laughs> I loved the Tales from the Dark Side movie growing up uh, very much. Watching it again as an adult, this was the first rewatch. I've had it as an adult. I've rewatched all of Tales from the Crypt, all of the creep shows. Like I've rewatched every other, the Twilight Zone movie, like all the other horror anthologies, body bags. But for some reason, the Tales from the Dark Side (laughs) anthology movie slipped through my fingers. And this was my very first rewatch. And I'm so excited to talk about it. The movie or the TV show, what was it even on? Aside from yes, at first, syndicated, then got got syndicated, so it was on. But if it gets syndicated, it's it's still on the local. I thought it was. I thought it was just always a syndicated show that was just on in the afternoons. I don't know if it was actually on like CBS proper. Was it? Maybe CBS helped produce it. I think. I think in the first, you got more information than I do. CBS Studios definitely produced it, and I think in the first year it was shown on CBS, but it got syndicated very quickly, and then. um, But even if it gets syndicated. No, nah, because I guess you could like the well, Simpsons was syndicated on UPN. I was gonna say well, a brief be... lesson is that back in the old yeah. days there were certain shows that were never on official channels. It was just syndication. Like for example, Charles in Charge with the great ah. Scott Bayo. That was always a syndicated show. That was never like on NBC for a year and then in reruns. So that yeah. makes sense. Ba- Baywatch um, is a good example. Baywatch was a syndicated show. Who played so. um who played Buddy Limbeck? Willie Ames. Didn't you're, he, not, you're not gonna get this information anywhere. I'm not googling this. I just know didn't, Willie uh, Ames. Didn't <laughs> Willie Ames like a lot of people said Scott Bayo was a jerk and abused them? And it, didn't Willie Ames yeah. say that later on too? But he's he weird. Did. Willie Ames is a little strange. He became Bible Man. He's a superhero. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the 90s. Didn't work well, out. Well, as, yeah. As far as I know, there's no tales from the dark side about Bible Man. Uh, but we, oh, we have another superhero here. That's all. Let's go back to Chicago, back across the covered bridge, across the fields. Dan, say hello and give us your experience with Tales from the Dark Side. Hi, this is Dan Buster Poindexter Flieger. Um, yeah, I, I was give me all the tales. I watched Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Hood. Yes. That's a good one. I like uh, Tales from the film. And I think when I was little, I used to kind of blur them together, especially Tales from the Crypt and Tales from the Dark Side. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. in tone, they're very similar. And even the second uh, segment we're going to talk about in this episode, there's a very similar Tales from the Crypt episode. Um, but yeah, it is it is a weird show because I couldn't place what channel it was on. The syndication thing is strange because I always think you have to be stationed like an anchor station 
and then go into syndication. But I learned that's not totally no. always the way it works out, especially back then when TV was. We had eight I mean, shows. It's, it's wacky with streaming services, but at least now we know where stuff is like its home is. So it makes it you could just easier. search for it. You couldn't <laughs> if you had a TV well, guide, I guess. But yeah. And that's what made this weird is how difficult it was to search for it. Because you think, yeah. you know, you could put this on like Shutter and it would do fine. Totally. I agree. It's, hard to really trace well. the it's gotta be a licensing down. thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and so many of the stories are adaptations of other works, which with that's true. Something like Stephen King wouldn't be an issue, right? Stephen King uh, has creep show on Shutter. He has his material everywhere. But I mean, it's funny. I just read, read um, Grady Hendrix's book, Paperbacks from Hell, off recommendation of our own Jen Adams, which is a history of the 70s and 80s horror paperback boom. And a lot of those guys who are kind of like the lesser known than Stephen King, Clyde Barker, although they both have adaptations on Tales from the Dark Side, these are the guys who, who a lot of their stories were being adapted or they were adapting others' works. And I know with those paperback books, it. I mean, they got put through so many publishers and they never had hardcover editions. It's just a lot harder to secure those rights. Yeah, that's my guess. That I think that's why we're slogging through the borderline porn ads of Daily Motion. <laughs> hey, man, Daily Motion saved me a lot when we've had hard to find relics that we've had to cover on this podcast. Uh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, maybe I have. Thanks. Thank you, Daily Motion. Who Thanks, cares? Daily Motion. Yeah. Who cares if you mislabel your episodes? We found it and we watched it. So. <laughs> As you may have figured out, um, the first adaptation we're going to talk about is Word Processor of the Gods, adapted from Stephen King.